0: Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com, and I'm joined by Lisa Clow of Lock Refine Art. Lisa, how are you today?
1: I am good. How are you?
0: I'm doing never better, and this is a show about colored pencil where we discuss anything and everything surrounding this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today?
1: We are going over our annual gift-giving guide for colored pencil artists.
0: Yeah, this makes probably like the 10th or 11th time we've done <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, but it seems like it. So we do this every year. It's exciting, though. If we went back and we looked at show 25, I wonder how many things are the same from that show. That was the first one that we did, and uh, I have a feeling that probably a, there's probably a lot similar. of... Probably similar, but there's probably some changes on there. Uh, I'm going to start with pencils here. One of the top on my list right now is the Derwent Lightfast Pencil Set. They've recently come out with a 100 set in that line of pencils. And if you don't have these pencils yet, or if this is a gift-giving type of show for you, and you're thinking about the color pencil enthusiast in your life, then I'm sure that one of the top pencils on their wish list would be the Derwent Lightfast Pencil set. They are a little bit pricey. One of the things that I like to do with this is I like to use the Derwent drawing set as sort of my backup set so that I don't have to go and purchase one of the Derwent Lightfast pencils when I run out of that particular color because they work very very nicely together and they're the same colors. You can put them side by side. They look the same. They behave a very very similar to each other as well. Performance of the pencils are very similar is what I mean by that. That's a nice thing to have there with you is it's just a backup set of the Derwent drawing pencils. Like for instance, the Mars orange recently, I uh, ran out of that one. I just used my Derwent drawing pencil for that. Um, same way with, um, Oh, what was it, chocolate? Same way with that one. I ran out of that one and that was nice to be able to do that. So three on the top of my list though, are the Derwent drawing light or the Derwent light fast rather, the Caran Luminance pencils, and the Faber-Castell Polychromos. Those are just three of my go-to pencils nowadays.
1: I totally agree with you on those. You can't go wrong with any one of those sets, too. People ask me all the time, well, which one would you get? I can't give you an answer. You're going to be happy with any of those. The great thing about the Derwent Lightfast is that's something that's new, so not a lot of people, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who don't have them yet, and they are wonderful to work with.
0: They are. Now, There, I, I will say this, just a minor little slight caveat uh, to that is that once in a while there's been uh, just some construction quality kind of things going on. And I think that's just because it's a new pencil and Derwent is, uh, you know, they're really pushing... The limits on what they're able to do with an expanded 100 set color selection in totally light, fast pencils. And so I applaud them for that. There's a couple of just minor issues that are happening uh, with some of the pencils that I've had in the set. They're highly responsive, though, if you just email them, if you have any problems at all with your... Pencils, so just something to keep in mind. I would never say uh, throw away all your other pencils and only use the Derwent Light Fast pencils. I think they're a good addition to everything else that we have.
1: The first on my list, I'm going to to throw out there now before John gets his hands on it, so I get to say it first. Is the colored pencil magazine? This anyone you know who is (laughs) a colored pencil (laughs) artist? Yeah, (laughs) I stole it from you. I knew it'd be on yours. Anyone you know who is a colored pencil artist? They're going to enjoy this magazine. It is just such good quality. I get the digital version myself because I don't like to store magazines, but it's nice because I've always got copies of those on my tablet. So that would be my suggestion is a subscription to the Colored Pencil magazine.
0: Yeah, excellent. And there is a link in the show notes um, to get a free copy if you're not a subscriber already. So take advantage of that. We're going to talk about papers here. So some new papers that I'm just so in love with now are the Clairefontaine pastel mat. I really love that paper. Oh, that's I've been using that lately. Yeah, the only the only drawback to that one is that I, I wish that it didn't cost as much as, <laughs> as it does. <laughs> and I wish it was just available everywhere that, you know, where I am. Um, I, I would have to drive a pretty good distance, about a an hour and a half, I think it is, or two hours to be able to get pastel mat in a store but ordering it online is no problem that's one in particular and then also the i i still just love the UART 800 grit Pastel premium pastel paper. It's such a good sanded paper. Um, And I've recently been uh, testing out this new technique that I've kind of stumbled upon using water and it just works so well. And with that paper in particular and that grit level.
1: Speaking of water, I'm going to move away a little bit from colored pencils, but I do think it's something that colored pencil artists would enjoy. Watercolor pencils. I've Mm -hmm. really been getting into these. I've been using the Derwent watercolor set, the d'Ache watercolor set, and the Faber Castell. And they are all excellent. They all have different things I like about them, but you can't go wrong with any one of those. And because they do blend so well, if you're doing this as a gift and you don't want to invest in a large set, you can get someone a smaller set of 12 and they can do amazing work just with that. They're all of them. The color saturation, everything about them was great. Um, Derwent is a little bit less expensive, but they are also aren't as light fast as some of the other brands, but those are on the top of my list right now of fun things to play with. You may want to get them a pad of watercolor paper to go with that if they aren't used to working on watercolor paper so they can get started right away. But those are one of my favorite things right now.
0: So uh, I'm just curious with the Caran Dosh watercolor, are you, are you talking about the... The super color pencils or the Neocolor 2 or...
1: The, the I think they call them the Aquarelles.
0: Aquarelle, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, they're their actual watercolor. Now, they claim... Just yeah,
0: well, there's a lot types, of water-soluble products. Yeah. Well, they that claim that has. the
1: watercolor pencils that they're... Um, I don't have them in front of me because I've packed half of my belongings, but the, they claim that they are like a true watercolor, very translucent. I would say they're closer to gouache than to watercolor. They're actually very opaque compared to the watercolor pencils from Faber Castell or from Derwent. So, which isn't a bad thing to me. I, they work beautifully. I love them, but it's kind of a funny thing because I was reading some of their, their literature on it and they talked about it being very translucent and a true watercolor. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'd go more towards gouache, but mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. all of them. Absolutely loved working with those.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed using those. I haven't used them very much, just a couple of small projects with them. Uh, From what I recall... I think they're reworkable, aren't they, after you lay them down? I can't remember. Yes, because they
1: are like a watercolor. I mean, two inches. Like a gouache. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And they actually work really well as an underpainting for your colored pencils. So if you do your watercolor pencils first, you can get this really beautiful, very soft background done very quickly, and then go over it with details with your regular colored pencils if you wanted to. They're great for mixed media.
0: Okay, so while we're talking about water based type of media or anything that's water soluble, I just want to mention the Derwent Ink Tense. Paint pan travel set—that's a very good one as well. If you're um, if you're into the ink-tense pencils at all, and if you like to use them with water, that's a nice little travel set you can take with you. Very compact. Uh, the interesting thing about it is they've also got a new one. So they had an, a palette one now they have a palette 2 So it's uh, a very nice set to have with you and to travel. Just do some quick sketching with that. Very nice set to give as a gift as well
1: really any of the ink tents is also mm-hmm. a good choice i actually didn't have that on my list that's terrible
0: that is awful
1: <laughs> my artwork is actually on the cover you'd think i would think to do that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the next on my list are just paper samples so if you have multiple friends to give multiple artist friends to give gifts to if you get a pack of maybe four or five different types of paper and take a, a pat a piece of each of those out. So they've got a mix like little paper sampler there for them to try a whole bunch of different things. It, it's fun. You know, make sure you mark them so they know which one it is. So if they liked one of those, they know which to, to purchase in the future. But it's a fun way to allow a lot of artist friends to try lots of different papers without you having to buy lots of papers for each individual person. Uh,
0: wh- which one are you talking about in particular?
1: All of them. All the paper buy all the packs of paper and rip out a sheet and each friend gets a sheet from each different pack of paper.
0: All 4,000. Okay. (laughs) All right. So next I want to talk about erasers very quickly here. So if we're talking about the plastic erasers, I like the Moo eraser, M-O-O. That's a really nice one. It crumbles really quickly. Uh, And sometimes if you're not wanting to dig into the paper and you're wanting to protect the tooth of the paper, that's a nice choice. And it just removes some, some of the things off the surface that you couldn't otherwise lift. Typically, you know, we're going to lift. That would be my first choice is to use uh, either sticky putty or a kneaded eraser. Next, though, if we do want to dig into the paper a little bit, then I recommend the Tombow Mono Sand Eraser. Um, sometimes you'll see this stated as a ink eraser. Um, And I'm not real sure, I want to test these side by side because I've gotten, the packaging's just slightly different. One of them sometimes says for ink, one of them says for typewriter, Uh, but it is the sand eraser that I'm talking about. And it's in in that traditional little bar with the angled um, ends on it. But what it will do is there's a little bit of grain or some grit inside the eraser itself. But what will happen is if you... Use enough finesse and be delicate with it as you're scrubbing back and forth on your paper. If you do it carefully, you can just lift some of or remove some of the pigment. But if you uh, linger there too long, it will start to damage the tooth of the paper. So it's sort of a last resort after you tried, you know, lifting and scotch tape and all of that stuff. This is sort of a last resort to just get something off the paper.
1: That sounds very similar to the next on my list, which is the Faber-Castell Perfection Eraser, which is basically an ink eraser. Mm -hmm. And it's the same concept where you've got to be careful where you use it or the type of paper, because sometimes I use paper that's so thick, I can really dig in there and lift things up. And the great thing with that, well, great, but it could also be negative. When you erase with it, you are Almost adding, a, you're, you're fluffing that paper a little bit. If you go in too much, you, you right. kind of add tooth. And so I'm able to get pencils to really show up that weren't otherwise showing up when I use that one. Plus, it's got a cool little brush on the end, which I have gotten to be quite attached to.
0: I think anything like that as sort of a last resort to just sort of eradicate that area that maybe you uh, had a larger boo-boo on works pretty well. The other thing to do with an area like that would be to use like the Derwent battery-operated eraser. There's a lot of other uh, battery-operated erasers, but that one uh, seems to be... Uh, performance-wise, pretty consistent each time you purchase it. I've had one for years and years though now, and it's still working. But I've heard other people talk about some of the others, uh, just giving out on them. But every time that I've recommended the Derwent battery-operated eraser, I've heard nothing but good things about it from any of my students who have um, purchased it. So that's a nice one to have. And that um, is another thing that It just takes a little bit of finesse, and you've got to practice a little bit with it in order to be able to use it effectively. It's the support that you're using, too. If the paper is very thick, then you can be a little more uh, rough with it. But if you're using a fine-tooth paper uh, or cotton or something like that with no sizing on it, then you want to be a little more careful with it.
1: And what's cute that you can do with erasers, if you're going to give multiple erasers, you can tie a little ribbon around them so they're almost like little, like the candy cane displays or what people hand out on top of of a gift card or a, a Christmas card. You can do that same thing with erasers with a bow around them and make them really cute if you're giving somebody a few different types to play with. Your turn. Okay, you're taking too long. So next on my list is a set of 12 of any pencil type. I recently have been playing around with using more of a limited color palette and a set of 12 pencils, no matter which brand it is, isn't terribly expensive, which makes it, I think, perfect for gift giving. But it's that set of 12. If you show them, there are lots of videos on YouTube showing how you can mix any color from from that set or just about any color from a set of 12. That is a good start if somebody wants to try a new brand of pencil. That small set really can get them, take them a very long way.
0: Jumping back up to paper, um, <laughs> I wanted to mention this one. The Legion Mini Pad Sampler Set. So it comes with 11 different pad sets. I mean, these are really tiny. These are like artist trading card size. It's 2.5 by 3.75 inches. But what's nice about it is if you've never tried Yupo paper or any of the Stonehenge colored papers, those are in this set. So if if you're stuck on one type of paper, this is a nice sample set to get because you can just test it out on this small little sheet and see what you think about the paper. And you can use different colors, different pencils and different erasers and see what will work. The surprising thing to me about it is anytime you're using those synthetic papers, like the UPo paper, you know, a plastic kind of paper, You can totally erase on that that paper, which was a surprise to me. That's a nice choice, especially if you're going to purchase this for an artist and, you know, you're not sure what to get them. If they're brand new to art, brand new to drawing, this would be a very nice set to get.
1: So next on my list is the brush and pencil uh, powder blender kit. This is amazing if an artist has not tried that. It is a lot of fun to to play with. Now, I do recommend if you're going to purchase this for somebody, also get them a pack of UART. I use UART 500 or ProArt panels, sanded paper. You want to get them some an appropriate paper to blend on because they're not going to have a lot of fun with it. If they don't have paper already to use with it, it, it does require a specific type of paper. So I, I really love that. And that's available all over the world now, but if you go to brush they will give you a list or you can contact them on Facebook. Um, they'll give you a list of where you can purchase this depending on where you're located.
0: The cool thing about it is if you're, if you're on pastel mat or any of those non-absorbent surfaces, and you feel like you just messed up, I have really fallen in love with just using the Touch up texture and the titanium white because you can just create your own surface again and go back over that area if you need to.
1: Yeah, and that's actually one on my list as well. Just just the touch up texture and titanium white. Yeah. If you know somebody who wants to get white highlights and they're struggling with the pencils, it is an easy way to go, and it is archival, which is a very big deal. If you're using, uh, people suggest all the time using gel pens or acrylic paint gouache. None of those are going to be archival. Super super nice. Now do be aware of that if if this is an artist who is going to be submitting work to some, I think color or CPSA there, they don't accept work with the touch up texture, titanium white mixture. They would consider that a uh, mixed media. But if you're not worried about that, it is one of my like must haves. I do not like working in colored pencil without this stuff anymore.
0: Yeah. I don't always use it, but if I, I like to know that I have that option, if you don't figure out your values right away too, then, you know, if you're just kind of playing around and experimenting as you go as you're creating then it's nice to to know that you can get some tooth back on there and establish those white highlights if you need to it's really yeah. cool
1: so next on my list is a daylight lamp. They have some that are tabletop, you can have some that can, will attach to an easel, some that will sit on the floor, but some sort of a daylight lamp and you can get them on Amazon. They're fairly inexpensive for how useful they are. They used to be really expensive. I used to spend like 150 to get one for for my easel. Now the the one that I use now I think cost me about $50. So they've gotten a lot less expensive and they are just a must have so that you can see what you're doing, you don't have the strain on your eyes as you would if you were drawing by a regular indoor bulb really, really handy, really nice for any artist who does not already have one. I actually gave one of my old ones to a friend recently, and she was so excited. So it's definitely a good way to make somebody happy. Another thing on the list, I was sitting here thinking, what would I like somebody to give me? One of the things that I think is really fun for an artist, any artist, is some sort of a, it's art time, here's your fancy drink. So maybe a coffee mug or a tea mug that in a basket full of whatever kind of tea they like or coffee or whatever it is, but a cute little art time kit. Your little, um, I mean, I call it my drawing kit. I have to have my tea in order to draw. I, it's like fuel. I can't do it without tea. So that's kind of a fun little gift type basket, but you, I would use a mug or something that sh- says that it's for art Inclu- with some of the teas that they like or coffee or whatever it is that they like to drink could be a really fun gift.
0: Okay, I've got a pencil sharpener that I want to recommend, and if you've been following me for any time at all lately, you know already I'm going to recommend the AFMAT pencil sharpener. This thing, and There's a couple of them that the AFMAT company sells, but this particular one is called the Artist Pencil Sharpener AFMAT um, Long Point Sharpener, I guess. It's hard to tell what, what their uh, specific name for this is, but you type something like that or better yet, just go to the show notes. I'll have it linked up. This one is, uh, it runs around 20 to $25 typically. Um, they have another one that they sell that is slightly more than this one. From what I can tell, there's not a whole lot of difference in uh, the two. I don't have that other one though. It's a little more expensive. I don't see any reason to get it. I don't know what it would do that this one doesn't. I used to say I've never had a pencil break uh, when using this one. I have had um, one or two break now. Um, It's very, very rare. And I think it was my fault. I think I torqued the pencil as I was putting it in there. But so far, I mean, hundreds of pencils going in this pencil sharpener, it's just by far one of the best things that I've purchased in a while. So it comes with an internal battery. Uh, you have a USB cord to hook it up and recharge the battery really nice and convenient that way. Very long point. You've got a, a 6 to a 9.6 millimeter option for uh, the pencil LEDs and you just cannot get a pencil this sharp. So if you're a color pencil artist, and especially if you're just starting out, start out the right way with something like this, don't be using dull pencils. Don't be using those short little stubby, you know, quickly tapered pencils that you get when you sharpen with a comb pencil sharpener. Get a long, nice point. Start off with this, and I think you'll be really happy with it, in my opinion.
1: Next on my list are two of my absolute favorite colored pencil books. They're actually the only two that I have hard copies of, but you can get them on Kindle as well. They are The Colored Pencil Bible and The Colored Pencil Painting Portraits, both by Aliona Nicholson. Oh, my gosh. Those books have good tips, whether you're a beginner or advanced. Great, great books.
0: Yeah, those are really, really good books. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, plus you can get them on Kindle and I'm a fan of anything mm. I can get on Kindle.
0: Oh, very nice. Yeah. Those are great, great books. I have both of those. I love them. Um, also, I want to add to that list, though, Painting Light with Colored Pencil. It's an older book. It's one of the best, though, on colored pencil. Uh, I think it was published 2008. Who's the author? Cecile Baird. We did an interview with her uh, a couple go. of years That's ago. Right such a good book just some fundamental principles that just tried and true with regard to color pencil so highly recommend it
1: next i've got an idea if you are if you have a friend who enjoys art but they have kids coupons for babysitting so for art time make sure you know specify that it's for art not so they can go grocery shopping or whatever else you know if you want to give them an art gift but i think that that would be a really fun thing that could mean a lot to somebody who just doesn't have time to sit down by themselves with the art without their family constantly coming in and interrupting that time. So maybe a special art night for them would be something they would really enjoy.
0: It's a great idea. Yeah. Just personalize a little coupon. You're talking about something like that. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Those little things like that, I think mean a lot because it's something that you thought of, you know, you're, you're actually putting some effort into a gift like that. Yeah. Sort of just purchasing something.
1: You may have to occasionally, though, keep up on the person reminding them that they've got that from you because yeah. I've seen a lot of people. They'll get those and they're like, OK, great. But then they never follow through like, mm-hmm. and ask you. So you may have to remind them to make sure they take you up on that that special art night.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. Love that. Okay, so maybe you uh, thought of something as we were discussing this list. And if you missed any of these things while we were talking, just head on over to the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. This is a weekly show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.